Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, we're going to talk about connecting your emotions to your marketing, and more importantly, connecting your customers' emotions. And I could not think of a better person to have this conversation with than Jan Fell. Jan is a semi-retired entrepreneur. We never fully retire when you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) She's from the UK and has decades of running micro and small businesses behind her. She started her business at her kitchen table and grew it into a multi-million pound turnover business. She's got a passion for helping and supporting entrepreneurs. And after many years of writing articles, she has published her book, Scale for Success, discussing that big leap between a million and 10 million. And it's out now, published by Bloomsbury. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lorraine. I'm thrilled to be here. It's really lovely of you to have me on. It's so nice to have you. And I really love this particular angle on marketing because I do think you have to lead with the heart. But let's take it from your perspective. How do you begin to make that emotional connection between your marketing and your audience? Well, firstly, I'm really glad you, you too think it's so important. It was interesting when I, I was doing work towards my second book, which has just come out now, this emotional connection stuff was so much more what was coming through from people who built very successful businesses. And even sort of three years ago, it's become really, really crucial. So I'm very keen to, to share that with other entrepreneurs. I think there are a number of ways you do it. And I think the first one I would say to people is be very, very consistent about the picture of yourself that you are putting forward in public, be it literally in public if you're going out or uh, everywhere on social media or when you're talking or whatever. But everything about you has to be that really consistent thing because otherwise... People don't get a firm picture they can connect with. So my first one would be consistency. Okay. So as I'm thinking about putting out messages on social platforms, going out in public, having a, a, an idea of who I am when, and hopefully presenting that in a consistent way so that Definitely. people feel like they get to know me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so point number one to help your audience make that emotional connection, you've got to be consistent in how you present. What's next? Vulnerability. People don't want any more some sort of distant superman that, or woman that they can't connect with, that they look up to. They want a human being they can relate to. And that vulnerability is huge in building connections with people because if they can identify with you and you can identify with them. So don't try and be this, you know, person up there, talk to your customers. And if you've made a mistake in your life, say so and say you're having a rotten day and all these things that make you human. Really important to be vulnerable. You know, that took me, because I made that transition from corporate. I I was a a corporate VP before I started my business. And 
in corporate, you never you never let us let them see you sweat, you know. <laughs> Especially not a woman at that time. And so making that transition and getting comfortable with saying, you know, that isn't the best approach. Let's try that again. It took me a while, but you're right. I think people really connected with that part of who I was. Very, very much so. And, you know, if you're not putting forward something they connect with, then there's no emotional connection. It really is as simple as that. So, yeah, it's huge. And and luckily, people are starting to do it, but there's still a lot of people. And it must have been incredibly hard from corporate, I agree. Absolutely. And I firmly believe it is harder for a lot of, and maybe not younger men, but I think men closer to my age, uh, where that behavior isn't just ingrained in business, it's also just ingrained how they how they grew up. And so yeah. it's even a bigger leap. Okay. What's next? Storytelling. I love that. Okay, go. Tell me a little bit more about it. Very, very big. I mean, again, like I was saying, it's sort of speaking research for for this current book that's just come out. You know, I heard so many really clever entrepreneurs who'd struggled at first and they'd broken through and made massive businesses by telling stories. I mean, one, for example, there was this guy who um, invented something. It's not my thing, so I won't endeavor to persuade, uh, to describe it too well, but it's for boxers anyway to to practice with, called Sparba. And, you know, he did everything right. He put everything into this business. He went to all the boxing associations, nothing, no traction whatsoever. And he started helping just out of it, the love of his heart, some some young guys who had problems in his neighbourhood, and he put some of those stories on Instagram, and the whole thing went viral. Absolutely, there was the emotional connection. It's that whole "don't tell me, show me," and so 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 don't give me the the facts and the figures and the research. Tell me a story about someone. People don't get moved by facts and figures. They get moved by people and stories and having their hearts stirred. Mm -hmm. It goes back to making an emotional connection, getting someone to care about you. And the story is that well-rounded, oh, that's why he's doing it, or that's why the product is the way it is. Brilliant. So when we started, you told me there were five points. So what's number four? Number four, I would say that... And this is a trap very experienced people fall into and admit to falling into, is that they put so much into their tech. In fact, I think actually more experienced people are more likely to do it because they may have a bit more money. And they want the most exciting tech and it's all going to be whiz-bang and, you know, wowee. But they don't talk the same language as their customers on the website. So there they are. They have this amazing website. And absolutely no engagement whatsoever. So don't don't worry too much about the tech. Even if it's a bit clanky, be vulnerable. Talk about, oh, sorry, our tech's got problems. But get that human element into your website. Don't rely on all the tech. Oh. And good thing is humans much cheaper. Absolutely. I'm going to take that a step further. And I don't know if it's as popular in the UK, but here it seemed like everybody was used, relying on tech to answer their phones. Oh, yeah. Chatbots and automated phone calls. Yuck. We built our agency on one, well, a lot of principles, but one principle was that telephones got answered on the first ring by a real person. And we 
one projects and interviews on TV stations simply because somebody, a live person, said hello. Um, I, oddly enough, I wrote a very interesting article on exactly this point on Medium this morning, and somebody, you know, was saying enough's enough. You know, stop boosting up your tech. Tech is not going to replace humans for a conversation and to make people feel better. Nope. Okay, last one. Last one um, is just, it's a silly thing, but it's often very reasonable to do, just requires a bit of ingenuity. But when you're delivering to a customer, uh, and that you can do, uh, when I speak about delivery, I mean loosely delivering a service or physically, think what little extra you can give them. From literally a bar of chocolate to a coffee mug to a nothing, but something they don't expect that they're going to get that's a little bit personal. And they, the, the fact, I mean, depending on how much they're spending, obviously, but the fact that uh, the, the, the bigger the spend, the more you, more generous you can afford to be. But the fact that you've delivered something unexpected will put a, a whole new slant on the relationship because it says in capital letters, I actually care about you. I love that suggestion because it does run the gamut, regardless of what your business is. That little extra something that the customer doesn't expect that, oh, that's included or, oh, you thought of me is just lovely. Jan, this was great. Thank you so much for your five tips. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. I'm going to encourage everyone. There is a link in the show notes to Jan's second book, Start for Success. We'll also have a link to her website so you can learn more about her in general. Jan, thanks again. My pleasure. It's been a really, really nice conversation. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you're looking for other resources for your business, be sure to check out everything in our digital toolbox. There's webinars, white papers, workbooks, and so much more. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.